You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting with me is the one and only Dave Weimer. Hey. 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 <laughs> what's up? Holy shit, Dave's on video now. Yay! Yeah, what's up? Oh, fuck. That's what that guy looks like? (laughs) Shit, we're not tuning in at all anymore. Everybody knows what you look like because you fucking take 47 selfies a day. But a lot of people people didn't know what I looked like. I kind of look like fucking Santa Claus, don't I? Well, tis the season. <laughs> it's snowing right now, too, dude. That was like, you, you. I go, you ready to go? It's snowing, man. I'm kind of psyched, dude. I love the snow. 25 you minutes. Got, you and got I a window got, view? Like, uh, no, I'm in the basement. I do have a window right there and there, but you can't see. And it's fucking pitch black here. It gets dark at 5 o'clock now here. Yeah, it's it's been doing that here, too, man. And that, that I have not been liking that shit. The whole wake up, it's dark. Go mm-hmm. home from work, it's dark. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, especially when it's snowing and you're driving and you have to turn your, you know, we drive with high beams on a lot here because it's country roads. And it's just like the Millennium Falcon to go into into hyperdrive, dude, because all the snowflakes are through your windshield. (laughs) It's fucking badass, dude. I love it. I love it up here. Everyone talks about hating driving in snow, though. Why do you like it? Well, it's not driving in snow. It's driving while it's snowing. Now tomorrow if it keeps on going or the next day and it's like a bunch of snow on the ground oh, yeah. fuck i hate that shit but i mean i have a, <laughs> i have a jeep cherokee so it does okay and new tires that's all you need is good tires i think any car will get through snow if you have good snow tires so are you uh, did you quickly acclimate to like winter weather because i know you lived in you well, know I, texas yeah. for a while and then but, but, but i also my, know my first 37 years of my life was in seattle though yeah, so yeah you know and yes it snows in seattle and it's cold in seattle a lot. <laughs> it doesn't snow as <laughs> it's much it's also in dark and gloomy <laughs> yeah and not in the summertime though i mean in the fall and winter you know it's like yeah but winter's great dude i love fucking i love it getting dark early you know turn on the fucking lights <laughs> i think Every, i'm always like, I was like gonna going say, to a spring concert and fall the best for me. thing is a light light show man can you day concerts suck man fucking go to the fucking concert at night i like Have concerts where i'm back home at a reasonable hour i don't <laughs> care what time what it looks like outside as long as i'm back home in bed by a reasonable time i don't care oh my god <laughs> you're you're already older than i am <laughs> dude i've been <laughs> folks did not understand me so like when uh when we when the fill-ins first started like really booking shows and stuff we wound up like getting put on all these like five and six band bills and it's like it was killing me dog and um jeff from annie scene he started up the three band bill the opener the middle and the headliner that's what i've always lived by you know it's always i mean before i mean dude the not, how old were you in the 90s 
When were you well, born again? Ninety two. So what part so, of the nineties? <laughs> so like when you were when you were when you were zero, we were doing that, you know? Well, I'm not saying that it's he pioneered been, it. I'm just saying he made it more the, standardized around here it's locally. It's always been that, dude. The one I hate is no, the I'm fucking about four and five bands, you know, a night. It's like, that's way What's, too many. Just do three. Well, see, that was the standard. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was the common thing was like the four or five, sometimes six bands. Oh, and, then, and then Annie Sin and a handful of others really started pushing that whole, no, we do three band bills. And then the fill-ins started doing that for a good couple years. Anytime we booked a show locally, we were either middle or headliner with just one or two locals. It's like that. That was it. We, we were not trying to do a stack bill. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, how many like local festivals did you ever play? Local festivals? Um Meaning, Lo- like, lo- you know, like, like, we, like we the did. venue puts together, you know, this whole thing, and it's like a whole bunch of local acts, but it's like an all day thing. Oh, uh, not a lot. I mean, I think we did like two, like, festival type things. Uh, um, Hempfest in Seattle was, uh, that was really cool because we're back in the 90s, man. Marijuana is illegal, but they sectioned off an area and it was Hempfest and, uh, there were a lot of police there and everything, but inside that area, you know, it was cool. You could do whatever you wanted to do. And That's interesting. Yeah, and different cities around that area, like Seattle, and then there's, like, up north by Canada, there's Bellingham, you know. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a... And, and down south, you have Olympia with the uh, Evergreen College. And, um, it, dude, it, when, when Hempfest happened, it just seemed like all the cities did their thing so like i i remember being in bellingham one year for it you know we were playing a bar and you know i was i had brown uh um brown uh cord pants on brown flannel shirt you know and i had the ultimate 90s kid yeah and i stuffed uh, i probably looked a lot like i do right now except um i it was brown (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um I had my pockets stuffed with fucking grams, you know? So, you know, and I was like, I went on stage and like, I am brown man and my pockets are bulging with marijuana. You know, I started like <laughs> fucking dishing out little baggies of pot, you know, and then we started playing our set and stuff. That was fun, though. That was like, that's a way to get a crowd. Give them weed. <laughs> oh, yeah. That immediately win the crowd over. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, these guys suck, but. I (laughs) (laughs) No, I bring that up, though, because it it just feels like any time I've done like one of those local festival things, it has just been so much of a fucking headache and way more of a headache than it's worth. Yeah. Um, We had this one thing. It was like summers in the park. It was like, you know, right under the Space Needle. There's a um, a, it was called the Mural Amphitheater. And. There's a there. You can Google it on fucking YouTube. Many Seattle bands have played there, and you'll you see can it. Google it on the YouTube machines. Yes, Google it on the you know, whatever. You you can YouTube it. I guess I shouldn't have said Google first. Huh? <laughs> well, you can just Google now it. You, who anyway. you want to talk about being an old man? <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking twice your age, man. <laughs> I'm probably three times your age. <laughs> no, not that's not possible. Three times? No. No. <laughs> no. That, that dead stare. Uh-oh. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I've been, I made a post about this the other day, actually talking about your million and one selfies I take. Um, I have definitely been missing the stage, but one of the things I've been doing to supplement it, and you asked me about this, is I've been making goofy t-shirts, so like, <laughs> this is oh, one yeah. of them I've debuted um, in the uh, Fiend Club, uh, Fiend Media Club uh, shop. And for folks that don't understand what the fuck this even means, where's Dooley? Yeah, I don't know um, what it means. So this is Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, he was dating a girl for a while named Stephanie Bowers, a.k.a. Gorgeous George. He's the uh, meat stick guy, right? Yep, slap it to yep. a Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. 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 Isn't it sad that that's how I know him from is like meat sticks and not wrestling? <laughs> and memes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Even, I haven't even really seen. It. I'm not. I'm not a wrestling guy, though. Though I'm so not. I, much I loved uh, Rowdy Ronnie Piper. You know, mm -hmm. I loved him, but I never really watched him wrestle. I just loved him in movies and stuff. The only guy I really remember wrestling that was fucking cool was uh, Cactus Jack or uh, yep. Mankind. The same dude. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Foley was that his name? Foley. Mick Foley. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was just a cool fucking dude, though, man. <laughs> so that's the and only from guy all accounts, uh, a really cool dude in to. person because uh, he and Jeff are uh, pretty close. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah, he was uh, Macho Man was dating this chick, uh, Stephanie Ballard, gorgeous George, and it, it's kind of a known fact, but it's it's also at this point not really discussed as much anymore. So, um, the Misfits actually had a bout in the WCW. They uh, they were working with this wrestler named Vampiro. They were kind of like his tag team partner. Uh, Vampiro was taking on this ghoulish look. He started having the long black hair, painting his face up, skull, Doyle-ish, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, he'd get out there, start beating up on folks, and then he'd, like, tag Jerry and Doyle in, and they'd run in. It's extremely fucking cringy. <laughs> like, it's not good. It's not good wrestling. Um, but during that time... Um, Stephanie and Doyle lock eyes and fast forward time by maybe a few weeks, uh, they start dating and she is no longer with Randy. Um, Randy, of course, not taking very kindly to this. Um, so that your shirt is like, where is Doyle? It's not like, where the fuck is Doyle? He's like, where's fucking Doyle? Oh, it, it's better than God. that. Gotcha. Uh, there is a show in Florida uh, in which uh, Randy decided he was going to show up to uh, as he was hanging out backstage. And, and there's been quite a few different stories uh, or versions of the story told, and they all corroborate each other. Uh, one of the stories you can hear on the uh, the Frumis channel, uh, he was interviewing this guy named uh, Tank. Um, and he was their um, merch guy, roadie, stuff like that, all through the 90s and 2000s. So he was there for the situation. Um, after the show, they go backstage. Uh, Doyle does not. Uh, Doyle hightails it you know, into the <laughs> venue and tries you know, skedaddling out the front. Um, he put on a dress. <laughs> <laughs> and got, got the fuck know, out. Yeah, put on a wig, a dress, you know, disguise, and left. Oh, yeah. Um, Michael makes contact with him uh their singer and he's like in so many words you know hey how's it going look we don't have an issue you know i know why you're here you know paraphrasing whatever he said but the the punchline to the whole thing is basically the first thing out of randy's mouth is gets graves grabs him puts him up against the wall and goes where's dooley <laughs> 
Oh, Dooley. I kept on calling him Doyle. <laughs> or was his name Doyle and he just said Dooley? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that funny. to me makes the story perfect because if Macho it Man does. just showed up to the show and was just like, "Where's Doyle?" and you know, and they're like, "He's already left," and he's just like, Hur, and then leaves. You know, that's not that great of a story. Yeah, no, him like, in a fit of rage, just going, "Where's Dooley?" And this, and it, and I'm sure this is like a scripted thing too that he just fucked up, right? No, not at all. This this no? wasn't this this was real life. Oh, okay. This was real life. Okay. No, th- no, this wasn't WCW it, related. This it's was hard. It's hard to tell because those guys get fucking bucks to like extend it out into the real no, world. No, no, you know? this was very much. Um, this Jersey meathead stole my girl. I want to oh. um, have him meet my fists. <laughs> That's very much the uh, attitude it was. This this was very much real life, oh, but cool. but it, but you know it's one of those stories. Uh, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and a handful of people uh, started talking about the story again, so uh, I decided I was going to make a T-shirt because it made me laugh. And it, uh, it's, yeah, our, it's pretty funny, Alex. That's, and you know. it's not the only one I've got. Uh, I have another shirt on the shop too. Again, this uh, the fiendmediaclub.bigcartel.com. There'll be a link in the description. Uh, the other one I have is based off uh, an old t-shirt I'd gotten years ago when I was on tour. Um, I was playing in this crust punk band uh, based out of Roanoke, Virginia. And we went on the road, and one of the bands we were playing with kind of did the old Misfits thing where it's like they screen printed their own shirts mm-hmm. and like so they were able to get away with copyright and shit because it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're fucking making them. No one can tell us no. Yeah. Um, one of them was the classic Misfits uh, Crimson Ghost guy with the uh, arms crossed. Yeah. And in place of the skull, it had Michael Jackson's uh, mugshot. <laughs> and it said, Moonwalk Among Us. That's, that's pretty funny, really. <laughs> it was a crappy looking shirt. And it's like, and I dug it out of the um, the closet funny. and I saw it. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can make an, I could totally make a cooler version of this. Yeah. So it was like a couple hours in Photoshop later. I just made it. And I'm, so I got a couple samples and it looked funny too. So I got a Moonwalk Among Us shirt out there as well. So um, yeah, I've been partnering up uh, with a couple other people. People can tangentially, uh, I can barely fucking talk tonight, loosely connected to all that stuff, and they've been pitching some other funny ideas. So who knows? Uh, I might I might have a new thing with uh, goofy parody punk rock shirts. Yeah, you should. You should. Send me one of those, and I'll wear it, man, and I'll like uh, tell people where to get it at, because like, people always ask me where to get my shirts, because, well, I mean, look. Don't you want to be as stylish as Dave? If I was walking down the street wearing a shirt, would you stop me and wonder where it was from? Where's Dooley? It it happens all the fucking time, man. (laughs) Where's Dooley? That's a funny story, though, dude. I like it. That's I know. Funny. So, so again, I, I, I'm paraphrasing. You know, I might have a couple of the tiny details off, um, but but the story's been shared by Michael, um, uh, and then, like I said, um, the from a show with uh, the Scott Tank, he also shared the story. So, I'm not speaking out of school. And you know, if you want to hear the full story, just look them up. They're pretty funny. It's uh, the Grim Tales uh, on the Fromus, and I don't know where you can find. Uh, Michael talking about is probably on some interview that's long deleted, which makes my nerd collector archivist heart hurt (laughs) yeah i know it's you know that nerd collector thing is deep in all of us 
Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, like like I talked about a couple episodes ago with me kind of redoing the, the Misfits bootlegs, you know, this is all what's kind of come from it. You know, it's yeah. just kind of morphed no, cool. into it, you know, or now I've got my own shirt shop to, you know, sell some goofy shirts. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. So in, until I can make music again, I'll just... um. But you remix still gotta, and remaster other people's music that's better than mine. <laughs> you still gotta buy the fucking shirt to put it on, though. You know? Yeah. So, it's like, it's still like an, uh, it, there's capital that fucking you, you just, I, can't I just find a bunch of fucking shirts to do that with so I can just make some money to get something going? You know? It's tough. Well, so, I, w- I was talking to another buddy of mine the other day, and I was telling him, I was like, you know, because we were talking t-shirts and stuff and he's like well why don't you do this why don't you do that Ooh, you've got these mailers you know and this and the other really awesome amazing ideas you know to make this a really cool unique collectible thing yeah and i was like man i said i would love to do that and i said so much of what i do is not up to like my own standards mainly because i can't uh, fucking afford to you know it's like so these t-shirts are print on demand I work with the company. I just think of a goofy idea. I put it up online, and if someone buys it, the company makes the shirt, ships it right out to pre-order, them. Pre-order, basically. Or no, no print. Oh, no. Be, yeah. I see. So, yeah. Like a fucking um, T-Republic or something. You know, it's like yes. you, you send these, them these guys the are just a they, much better quality than like a yeah. T-Public or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. But uh, so it's like it's good, it's fine, and that's why I'm not charging an arm and leg for these T-shirts. They're like eighteen bucks, so it's like you know I'm not charging a whole lot, and it's simply because you know it's not the absolute best quality that I would like to afford. <clears throat> I work so with like, a lot of fucking rednecks, and if I wore that shirt into work one day, everybody would want to buy it. well we definitely need to get them a link i think i just called you a redneck (laughs) (laughs) no you said rednecks like wrestling yeah okay (laughs) that that's what you you said you hear what you want (laughs) (laughs) see yeah no i i would definitely love to get to the point where you know i'm i'm screen pressing these at the house because i've screen pressed before i've got you know the the gear it's just like you said buying the t-shirts and then buying the transfers screen print our own well we never did shirts though we did a a few shirts but you know just white t-shirts with because we had like fucking real ink and fucking we were screen pressing with our own hands and shit but we did massive vinyl stickers that way dude because you can just do a sheet and then cut them up you know that's what we did. Always did our own stickers and stuff, but um, a couple shirts. One of the shirts we did, though, you remember that movie Singles? I don't think so. It was uh, a Cameron Crowe f- uh, movie, and it was it's about uh, some dudes in love in Seattle and stuff. But I mean, it's Matt Dillon's in it, and uh, he's. God, and, you're worse uh, than the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Every other word out of your mouth, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Red Hot Chili Peppers ever fucking went to played in. Well, I mean, they're not from Seattle. So, do you not get the joke where everything oh, about yeah, them yeah. is California? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I loved them when they first came out, though. When they first came out, they were fucking amazing. But I hate them. Well, yeah, I, I, we, I literally was talking about this the other day. Uh, you with, didn't with, get to watch them though when they first came. When they first came out, they were fucking great. They were like a fucking funk punk. Fucking, it was amazing. It was, it was awesome to watch. And then they just went fucking tits down the drain. No, I, I'm I'm sorry. That that's all just part of that era of music that just. I'm recently reminded of how much I don't like it. 
because the work TV ah. will play a mix of that shit. So it's a constant mix of like Red Hot Chili Peppers and 311 oh, back yeah, those and like and fucking Weezer and all I, that shit. I'm just oh, like, Weezer's got a couple good songs, man. No. Yeah, yeah Hashpipe is a fucking amazing song, dude. Actually, that that's reminds a, me. I, I need to a, make my uh, Weezer is the worst grunge band ever t-shirt. Weezer's not a uh, grunge band. Weezer is a That's band. the point of and, the joke, Dave. And, no, you've called Weezer a grunge band lots of times. Do you not We've think maybe I was plotting and, you know, starting no. up the joke so I could, you know, make a no. t-shirt to kind of, you know, oh, lean you, on the joke? There you go. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe I've got the t-shirt right here on my iPad. I just haven't posted it up yet. Yeah, no, put, put it out. It's just a wrong shirt, but go ahead. But, well, no, that's, that's kind of the joke on it, though. Someone sees that and they get annoyed because they agree that... Weezer is not a grunge band. Yeah. Weezer is the worst grunge band ever. <laughs> Weezer would agree. <laughs> exactly, because they're not a grunge yeah. band, and that's yeah, the you know joke. What? People will probably think that Weezer put that shirt out, too, and, and it'll, probably, it'll, probably, it'll probably sell. It'll probably sell. Because they would 100% get behind that. Yeah, so, so that, that, try that's to buy the their, joke. You should do that, because they'll probably buy the rights off of you. Just make me stop. No, I think they'd... Well, yeah, they might, yeah. It depends on depends on how you approach them, you know, because they... I'm not approaching anyone. Well, <laughs> okay, it depends on how you deflect them. <laughs> there you go. If, if they, That's if they, the ticket. If they approach you and you just, like, swat them out like a fly, yeah, you're not going to get nothing. But you could probably, like, massage those guys into a fucking deal because i'm sure they would fucking make a shirt like that i don't know maybe, maybe if Adam, it was a better idea like, I, I feel I like know. no one's gonna want I that think, except for me i think it's pretty fucking funny dude i think you know so <laughs> now that you understand the joke <laughs> yeah. yeah well we've had an argument because i know that you actually believe weezer is a grunge band and they're not so that's where i was going from we've had that argument and you you were like they, ah, they, no, defi- they definitely band. have grunge <laughs> tendencies they definitely they're do. they're a pop band man i'd call them more Beatles. They, they, you got to call beatles grunge then <laughs> you know they're like a beatley band where the fuck do you get comparing weezer to the beatles their their harmonies and their melodies and their writing. I listen to the writing. Say I listen to the writing. So, whoa, whoa. You're being to tell me the Beatles would have written that. Yeah. Really? You think that I could I could actually probably find examples of songs of the Beatles that sound similar <laughs> to that. So yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I call shenanigans on that one. All right. All right. I'm not, I'm not, you, you, you focus a lot on, on the vocalist. I focus, I, do. On, I focus a lot on the music, you know, cause so we're going the vocalist, do, not we're, part we're, of the overall picture of the music. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but there is definitely, that is an instrument. That's just like, like guitar players, you know, I, you know, I'm just focusing on this guitar, you know, and they don't even care what the fucking singer sings like, you know, cause they're focusing on the guitar, you know, and you know who I'm talking about. There's a lot of guys like that out there, you know? Oh it's yeah, like, absolutely. And, and I'm not discrediting that, but at the same time, I mean, 
I feel like the vocalist is like the most important bit because there, there oh, I don't s- think so at all. Um, oh God, there have been so many bands, so many bands that I was like, well, fucking Mick listen, Jagger's fucking in one of the greatest bands ever, dude, and he's a shitty vocalist. I, well, you could say the I same about him, Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you he's could, not a good could. vocalist. No, and he's a shitty person too. <laughs> However. <laughs> Even if you may not think he is a good vocalist, you do enjoy it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Which means on some yeah. level, it is good unless you've got really bad taste. Well, that's where that's where we, you know, we have to make the discussion of what is good. You know, if it makes you feel good, then yeah. Yeah. Then it's good. Yeah. So. Right. So, but, but what I'm getting at, though, is there have been so many bands where it's like I'm hearing the intro guitar riff. Actually, I'll give you a. I will give you a let me, perfect, let me just, perfect, wait, perfect let me cut example. Cut you off real quick and just say something. Well, real you do quick. anyway. It's like, yeah. Well, no, you cut me off. There's a. We started this whole thing with a conversation that I was going on, and I don't even remember what it was. But you cut me off on that. So Mick Jagger is. Yeah, he had, does have good vo- songs, and and you know even his, their new album. There's some really cool shit that Mick Jagger did on the uh, this year. You know, it's like, wow, that's actually for a fucking 97 year old dude that's pretty fucking good dude yeah for a 30 year old dude you know or a 20 year old dude so i mean yeah he's he is who he is i mean but if you take his catalog and how many songs that you just go fucking mick jagger rock this it's not a lot you know but he's a great vocalist and he's a great performer and I, I, dude, I love, I love him, but he's not technically a good, good singer, you know. Either is I, Mark Arm. I, from I would Mudhoney, honestly disagree you know? with that. I, I would, I would disagree with that. Like thinking about like his vocal harmonies and everything. That yeah, I, I don't I think actually, he's doing any harmonies. I think people are well, trying to find melodies. To do with sorry, him. his vocal melody. <laughs> thinking about the way he sings. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think. No, well, he's I, I, actually I would just phrase things that are like mind-boggling too. You know? Yeah, and like, but what um, I'm saying, fucking, uh, um, what's the the uh, fucking um, uh, sympathy for the devil, dude? That phrasing is amazing. Through the, the if you listen to his vocals through that, it just walks you through that story. But it's not where you think it's going, and it does go there. It's but it's but amazing. do you think it's a good vocal? Like, does he sing that's it well? Is he in yes, key? Yes, I think, I think he sings that perfectly great in key. Yeah, I do. I, I feel like that's a lot of his songs, though. I feel that's his delivery on a lot of stuff. He hits that mark. Yeah, and he, he, I'm not saying he's out of key. No, there's we're not, couple, because we're going down way too far of a thing, because what I'm trying... There's all a couple times to, he does sound a little off key, though, you know, but he's trying to do something that's not his style, too. Okay, so what I've been same trying with to say... Same with Iggy Pop. When he's... Iggy Pop's doing that fucking... I love Iggy Pop. But have you listened to the new Iggy Pop album? Well, he's trying to talk and... You know, it's like a, he can't hit the notes of it. And it's like fucking bad. And I wanted to say that's one of the best albums of this year, but it's not. Okay, anyway, so in the middle of you interrupting me five times, because I was counting underneath the, uh, the camera, yeah, yeah. you made the point I was going to make. You don't like that record because Iggy's voice ruined it. Yeah. You just made my point. A vocalist can ruin a band. So Yeah, so can a guitar player, so can a drummer, so can anybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but what... But, but. but I, I just, all I 
I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, when you listen to music, I think it can be a really you you think something's really good that's really not that great, but but the vocals were good on it. That's what where my argument was. Oh, I'm in the opposite. I think you listen. Where to the, the vocalist ruins lot. it more for me than the music does. All right. Because that was that was the thing I was trying to say this whole time is like all take right. all of that two thousands pop punk. The music's not uh, bad. The music isn't horrible. Maybe not you know mixed and EQ'd the way it should sound, but musically formulation not too bad. But as soon as you hit me with that whiny, yeah, I can't do that either. Uh oh. And there's not there's not a lot of that in the 90s either <laughs> i'm just talking about in general with bands so i've yeah so there have been so many bands that have gotten ruined for me you know because i'm listening to some okay i, I wouldn't listen to this every day but whatever and then bam those vocal hit and i'm gonna say nope <laughs> all right i got you so so i think that may be so to pull it back to what you're originally doing, which we were comparing the Beatles to Weezer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Topic. I'm not comparing the Beatles to Weezer. I'm saying you can find fucking Weezer's fucking influence in the Beatles on their songs. You can hear fucking Beatles in their songs. And queer. Because they're fucking all over the fucking place, dude. That is one of the most harmony songs there is. Even in fucking, in Hashpipe, do, 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 you know? I got my Hashpipe. Boom, 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 Dude, it's, it, dude, I'll pull up a fucking, give me, give me a fucking next week and I'll throw you a bunch of fucking, Give me a whole uh, week and I'll. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> no, we're, we're talking on the spot. I'll get you want me yeah, to get yeah, on no, Spotify the, the, right no, now and find a Beatles song that sounds like fucking Weezer. I can do it. I can do it. You can do it. Everybody watching can do it. You can find a fucking Beatles song that sounds like Weezer. You could do it. <laughs> They're fucking. I mean, we've opened ourselves to a brand new world. That being the world of YouTube, dude. <laughs> people are gonna fucking slam you. <laughs> Whatever. They're gonna murder you. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Let them. Let them. People that don't get it. <laughs> well, no. I, so I'm just. I'm just trying to get you to articulate it. Some like, what do you hear in Weezer that? relates to the Beatles. Uh, that wasn't me just kind of flippantly going, well, what? That's going, well, well I, since you like them, what can you articulate into, like, right, you know, is let's, similar? Let's let's put up a Weezer song if you want to do this. <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll, find, I'll find something from the Beatles. No, I'm just, I'm as, I, I can uh, articulate fucking, something without listening to uh, it. There's songs, uh, Hard Day's Night. You can find Hard Day's Night in fucking Beatles. It's been a hard... Or in, in fucking Weezer. It's okay. been a hard day's night. You don't think fucking... Dude, you can even hear that in fucking Hashpipe. You know? I got my Hashpipe. There's... I mean, it's different. So, but so dude, any, you can, so any if, game If you're vocal? actually thinking that, that, that there's no influence there, it's insane. I mean, maybe like the it's tiniest insane. touch of influence, <laughs> and, and but yeah. no more than like. YouTube's gonna hate on me, but they're gonna fucking hate on you more, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I just personally don't get it though. But it's, it's, I'm trying to understand. So it's like I've got the melody of like Hard Day's Night and everything in my head, and that that well, to that's me the first is song like I a, could pop up. But um, let's say, uh, what's that? Uh, 
Uh, what's that one song? You could be gone. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gone, dun, 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 dun. You could be gone. Dun, dun, dun. Dude, that's that's like fucking Pulp of Weezer album. You can find that song on it. <laughs> it's just uh, got a little but, different but I guitar, would also but they're still doing the same harmony and shit. But I would also counter that when the Beatles were doing that, they were also biting and ripping off other bands of that era. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, would, uh, I mean, you're, you're we- missing Weezer's biggest influence. They wrote a whole fucking song about the dude. That's where they get the primary of like all this vocal stuff you're talking about. They get it from who? Buddy Holly. Oh, that's fuck. where well, it comes I mean, from. That whole that whole shit is whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that. That's of that era. That's of that ilk, and they he has those similarities. Did, yeah, they definitely did an album that was like fucking totally. But Buddy Holly, you can fucking grab a bunch of fucking Beatles influences from too. As, uh, but what you're saying is they're really from people that the Beatles were being influenced by. But they're not getting it from those people. They're getting it from Beatles because the Beatles are like shoved in your face at this time. But they wrote a song about Buddy Holly. Yeah, I know they did. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're probably leaning on that a little bit more. Like, I could probably draw a lot more oh. similarities with that. I'm just going to follow the line that they tell me to follow. He said, Buddy Holly, I'm going Buddy Holly. <laughs> okay. Let me, take a, let me take a wild guess at what your favorite news program is. <laughs> I bet you couldn't guess. Because I do have a favorite. <laughs> We're not getting into politics. <laughs> well, what, no. but, what, but not being politics, what is my favorite news channel? Probably, it's probably some weird shit. It's either Sky News or MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> it's NPR, but NPR, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, but it's like public, you know, so. Yeah. But no, I, I was just drawing the, the goofy co- uh, comparison of like, I'm not going to listen to the main, I'm not going to listen to the narrative that the artist told me. I'm going to look for oh, the no, other I, thing. I, I listen to the narrative that the artist tells me and I don't listen to the other thing. That's, I go art before what, what media says, but that's cool. <laughs> and I also drink Bud Light because Kid Rock fucking hates it. Even though he still <laughs> fucking drinks it, you know, shoots and, it up with an AK forty seven, and then and then goes and orders it, you know, in in bars and stuff. You know, that's pretty fucking funny. Anything that Kid Rock hates, I love. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I should probably be drinking some Bud Light because of that. But no, I, I am still drinking Diet Coke because everyone talks about it's going to kill you one day, and well, bottoms up. Well, speaking about kill you, uh, Wednesday. The eve of Thanksgiving. How by, by the way, how was your Thanksgiving? Okay. It was fantastic because I didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seriously, I didn't do, my, my, I didn't do, my family didn't do does either. not do Thanksgiving at all. Um, my stepfather's birthday was like the week before, and we all got together and did like a big like eating thing. We we weren't doing it again. Plus, Christmas is in a, just a few weeks. And we're yep. going to be eating the same shit again <laughs> as we would have on Thanksgiving. Oh, you, you don't have to, though. <laughs> you know, you can do something different. You can well, like- we're not a turkey house. No. We do not like turkey. So so your main protein is probably going to be your ham. You know, yeah. what, what are your sides going to be? And probably your mashed potatoes and your green bean casserole and the macaroni and cheese yeah, and yeah. the green whatever else. Yeah. 
Mm, you can't really. <laughs> it's not like on Thanksgiving you're going to go, hey, we're not going to have macaroni and cheese today because we're going to have that next month. You know, you're just asking to have a knife in the trachea at that point, you know. So it's like you're going to wind up eating the same things right, on right. both occasions. Right. So, nah, we, we just skip Thanksgiving. How was yours, though? <laughs> uh, well, my Thanksgiving day kind of, it was all right. But uh, Wednesday, dude, this is what I wanted to tell you. Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, dude. Have you ever had a muscle cramp? You oh, know, or all the like, fucking time. You know, you sleep and you all of a sudden your fucking leg is like, oh, it's going to break, dude. And you got to point your toe up to get it off and shit like that. Yep, Wednesday, my foot or my neck will do that. Oh, fuck. I, I haven't had a cramp in my neck. I don't think I want that. That sounds horrible. It is n- miserable. Wednesday, I got this cramp in this big muscle on my back, right? And so it's like, oh, God, how do you get this out? Oh, you know, I'm stretching and everything. And it it went around my back and into this peck here. And it felt like I was having a heart attack. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like fucking gripping it going oh god oh what's uh sanford and sons uh what's oh, elizabeth. What, was his, what was his wife name was it elizabeth i'm, I'm coming elizabeth. I'm a, i always think it's lucy or something but is it elizabeth <laughs> yeah oh, i'm coming for you you know, <laughs> you know it's like dude i was that's what you know and uh of course i you know okay i gotta get the fucking uh knot out of my back dude i'm gonna take a gummy um and you guys it's legal here you know and uh you know relax me and do it and i my chest was hurting so bad and it started like fucking messing with my head oh wow and i started like fucking i gotta lay down dude and my i could feel my heart just going and i'm like fuck Oh, here's my Kevin Smith moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, I was worried. So I called my wife up and was like, you know, when she was talking to me, it started calming down and it didn't hurt anymore and stuff. And then as soon as she walked away, I, it started beating hard again and stuff. And I never I never called the hospital or anything or the 911. I just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I went to work the next or no, Thanksgiving was the next day which I, we got paid for and it didn't work and my my chest was tight the whole day but it didn't nothing felt really bad and then I went to work Friday and all morning long it was just like pounding I could feel my heart like pounding and with pain and shit I'm like dude I think I'm fucking having a heart attack you know I don't and know And you so. still didn't call anyone no, but I did go, I did finish, well, I didn't finish my ship, but I got the store open, and then I had my wife take me to the hospital, and we went to the ER, and they, you know, I was there, there all we go. fucking day with these things hooked up. My heart rate was going at 40. Normal is 60 to 90. So you were super slow. Yeah, they're like, these. this is the you know which are like olympian champions their yeah heartbeats are like 40 <laughs> you know so i'm like fuck I, i'm and you not, are no olympian champion i am not an olympian <laughs> champion i mean well, <laughs> no i'm not right i go i'm like telling them that can't be good and they're like well no that's not bad at all i'm like well then why does it hurt you know and they think it's because of my 
because I have a L three four five disc in my lower back that are bulging, right? And I always have these fucking muscle flares that just like, you know, you think of your head, you know, and you ever pull a muscle in your neck? Like you said, you get muscle cramps in your neck, so you know. But you, you know, you wake up and it's like, and you can't fucking look or anything. It's like, yes, God, well, the back is holding up the whole fucking thing, and it's right. That's my the L three, four, five are the neck of your back, so it's holding up your whole body. So it's it's kind of the same, except you have a lot more muscle there to make it a little easier to adjust, so it doesn't hurt as bad as when your neck goes out. You know, right. But it still fucking hurts, dude. You know, it's still like, oh. And uh, so I'm thinking it's something like that, you know, and they don't know what's going on. So now I have to go to a cardiac guy and, you know, I don't know. But well, how are you feeling now? Weird, huh? uh, I still have tightness. I do. Right. And um, but w- I noticed that when I get more upset, like when we were arguing, it got tighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally serious too. I'm not, but isn't that great? <laughs> oh my it's god! You, it's you, Alex. <laughs> it's me. It's been me all this time. <laughs> no, it's not. Like I was yelling. I was yelling at my kids earlier, dude, and it was like, oh god, dude. You know, so I don't. You gonna give daddy a heart attack? <laughs> you start pulling that on the kids. Do you want daddy to die? <laughs> Dude, I'm not I'm not joking though. I'm totally serious. This is you know, but it's funny because I want it to be funny, but I mean still. Yeah. So but Well damn dude. But it is you and my kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely do hope it's nothing too too bad though. No, it's cigarettes and beer and fucking, you know. I mean my my lower discs are fucked up because I went through fucking in the nineties, dude. We were stage diving and fucking dude, there's a lot of times you hit floors. <laughs> there's a you know. I mean you get held up by people, but I mean when three or four people are going at one time, you know, every mm-hmm. once in a while you get like five hands <laughs> and you hit the floor. <laughs> I was, See, a ba- I was a bouncer too, and I I got thrown on tables and shit. Yeah. Oh wow. Because I was no, like I, I never pounds. I never did any stage di- I never did any stage dive stuff. Yeah, but I did- got, that's a little before your time, and you guys. Got, no, they you know, were still smarter. happening. I just didn't. Pr- yeah. <laughs> you act like because I'm fucking thirty years old, I experienced nothing. No, their mm. motherfuckers were stage diving, moshing, going nutty. I've I've been to those shows, but uh, but. What I was going to say, though, is like the one time I really messed myself up, though, was in the pit and it wasn't even someone else, which is the part that I was so annoyed about. If it tripped over yourself, (laughs) kind of. So like, so what I was trying, did you get stampled, trampled, stampeded? Can I? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm just asking. So I was going, I was going in the circle. And I was trying to get out of it. I had seen my out, and I'd gotten over there. And right as I had gotten, like standing right where I needed to be, my feet crossed because I was half drunk. My feet crossed. I tried to overcorrect, and I launched myself backward and landed on my tailbone. Uh. Dude, there are. St- 
still days where I will get like a random twinge up on my lower back just because of that fucking show. I mean, I literally could not sit for like, I couldn't easily sit for easy for about three days. Like it, it was yeah. bad. <laughs> there yeah. was a lot of laying down and crouching and kneeling. Yeah. <laughs> Tailbones are bad, dude. I was climbing a P8 thing and I grabbed the horn from the top. Did they trample you? Did you fall? No. So, did, so when you were was, going up there, did your pants fall down? No, I had a belt on. But what so, happened was... So you see, was, see how that is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you see how I respond? You know, you deal with it. You're, you, I'm asking, I'm talking, you want to know what's going on. You're talking, I want to know what's going on. You can, you know, you people can converse like this. You know, you don't have to, oh, oh I'm sorry, oh, someone else oh, talking. Oh, God, shut down. I'm shutting down. Oh, oh. oh <laughs> So I grab the top of the fucking horn to host myself up, right? And it's not bolted down or anything. And it just comes right off with me and we're only talking about yeah but we're only we're only talking about a four or five foot you know it's like two two uh four twelves or something i don't know what the pa was at that time probably 15s or something i don't know but so it wasn't far but the horn's a big magnet and it fucking was right on my you know, right here, when I landed on the stage it landed on me dude and i'm sure my tailbone just went so so was it just the horn that came out or was it the whole speaker column? Just the horn. Just oh, okay. the horn. No, for a second I thought you were saying the speaker column no. wasn't like bolted up to the wall or like no. had restraints or something. I was yeah, just like, holy no. fuck, you had an entire speaker column fall on you, dude? What the no. fuck? But the but the horn probably weighed like seventy five pounds. And it Oh just, yeah, dude, those things boom. are yeah, I mean, we're talking a big fucking, you know, horn that's like this big, you know, because I grabbed and it came, you know, came right down on me. And then Ow. we still played like three or four songs and it's like I couldn't move anymore. I was like, uh, it just felt like I was, you know, I felt like I looked like I was just taking a shit on stage because I couldn't move my legs or anything. It's like I just got, oh, oh, I just got off the stage and go, oh, we're done, dude. <laughs> was that the worst on stage accident you've had? Yeah, that's the worst on stage. And plus, they didn't want to pay us after that too. Oh, that only added insult and to our injury. Manager was fucking so fucking a dick, dude. They were like, "Yeah, we get it." Blah 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 blah. And my brother was with me, and he's a fucking you know he's probably I don't know where he is right now. I haven't had contact with him in like four months, you know. But I mean, he's gone in and out of prison. He's he's. You know, and he just went up to the promoter and was like, "Bull fucking shit, we drove all the way. <laughs> we got paid. You need that guy, though. We, you need that got, guy. We got paid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree 100%, dude. You know, because our manager just rolled. That was, I think, we fired her after that because she just rolled over like a lawn chair, you know? Yeah, no, you don't do that. No, I, I don't think lawn chairs rolled over. She folded like a lawn chair. <laughs> she, she rolled it like a well-trained puppy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never I never messed myself up too bad on stage. The it was more of a bruise to the ego. Um there was a couple songs in the film set at one point. Getting bruised to your ego. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck, you would have never thought. No, uh there's for a few songs I'd put my guitar down and just do vocal because it sounded fine with just a single. And I had gotten the microphone, you know, and it was kind of a slow intro, you know, boom, boom, boom. 
and they like go into it. So I was trying to time like this big, you know, jump thing, you know, with the full song kicking in. And I was trying to use the monitor wedge <laughs> to lift myself up on that jump. And much like with yours, this bitch was not bolted down or secure at all. So as soon as I applied any forward momentum to that thing, it just it goes slid. It folded. It just rolled straight oh. over. So instead of going up, I go, <laughs> and I just fall flat on my back. <laughs> and then, of you- course, all you do is you just roll around on the ground, you know, screaming and shit, you know, with the oh, microphone. Yeah. You, you play it off, but that, yeah. that, that still was mildly embarrassing for a moment. Yeah. Dude, Jesus Lizard, dude, I've seen them hundreds of times, and they always fucking bail on stage. Because he, uh, he wore cowboy boots all the time, David Yell, and with beer and drank pitchers of beer while he was singing and stuff. And so it was slippery. He was every every 10 minutes, he was like, bam, down on the stage. <laughs> <Get back up. laughs> bam. Yeah. That, that, those are great shows. But anyway. anyway. Hey, did, you, did you ever witness any like uh, like touring acts like a major fuck up or an accident like that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I can't. You mean like major major bands like ACDC and those yeah yeah like an arena things, band like, or like a big like touring when, band when uh, when Ted Nugent was in Seattle and it, I only saw him once dude and uh, what a piece of shit he is too but anyway <laughs> his fucking rope fucking he hit the fucking stage <laughs> that it, it, he pulled it off pretty good but yeah he got <laughs> he was wearing a loin this was his loincloth you know I got the fucking bow and arrow and he shoots it on stage right he, he his intro man he came down on on the fucking rope and it was too low so it fucking hit the stage and he was like boom boom and you could see him kind of like but he got up and he ran and he like picked up his guitar and came over and dang, 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 you know so he pulled it off really good yeah but it wasn't supposed to be like that you know that's the only thing i think i really really seen i mean in fucking just bar scene stuff yeah mm-hmm. dude i've seen people fucking fall right fucking off the stage lots of times oh yeah you know, you know oh, and you hear it too with their guitar i've seen fights the bands fight you know that, that's pretty bad when your bands are fist fighting they're on stage yeah like georgetown massacre <laughs> did you see that video no no but there oh, are god. some good fucking videos of of that kind of shit you know oh god so so you know about Jonestown massacre though the band yeah 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 uh the the two guitarists started bitching at each other on stage and like i think it was the two guitar i don't know the band that well uh, but one of the guys specifically was like you need to learn tonight take my guitar off put it on the stage and fucking leave no one we don't fucking need you here tonight yada 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 and by the time he like throws the guitar off he makes his way over there they start fucking throwing fists and shit and they're like you hear like every microphone on that fucking stage just dum 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 yeah. I mean, I'm just like, what the? How volatile of a band do you have to be where you're literally fighting on stage? I've actually taken my foot and kicked a bass player off the stage before, but I mean, it was not a big show. It was a it bass was, player. It was probably it, needed. It was, it, dude. He was like fucking could not fucking hit anything that night, dude. I don't. I think he shot up or something. I don't know. I can't. I. But it was like fuck this you're out boom <laughs> you know we just I, we were just like i can't play because you can't play and so i just fucking put my foot on his ass and i 
<laughs> kicked him right off fucking stage and was like, good night, everybody. And See, he, I, we fired I him. wish I had done that. I, I will not name his name, but there was a bassist we were playing with for a moment, and he never really got it during practice, but at the same time, like during practice, he's moving, you know, doing all this shit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, whatever. We'll just kind of turn him down for the first few shows, you know, and whatever. Stage, stage presence will make up for it. Yeah, it's not Sh- always the case, especially uh, with the bass. I, 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 I wish I hadn't have thought that because yeah. one ba- song... I think bass and drums are the m- most important in a band. Because if one you- song in, all he's doing is standing side stage staring at the drummer playing. Uh, and then like midway through the song, he's like almost got his back to the audience. Oh, he's scared. And- he's like fucking... I this wasn't his first. Songs. This wasn't and his it, first band. He had months of practice. It's all yeah, on him. Yeah, but when you're when you're yeah, I agree. It's all on him. But when you're playing with you in a room with nobody, and then you go to a stage, you know, it's like, oh shit, I suck. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody that's like because you know your first gig your second gig you know there's times in anybody's life that is played live you are on stage and you go oh shit i suck oh yeah i've been there that one of my first acoustic shows i I wanted to hop off that stage after the second song i was like ah this isn't for me (laughs) (laughs) but um so that's what i really wanted to do but after the first song finished I kind of ran over to him and like not yelled in his ear, but just loud enough to where you could hear me over the guitars. And I turned to him. I was like, man, face the audience, face the crowd. He did not care for that. I got a fucking dissertation in my inbox uh, that following night. Really? You don't disrespect me like that on stage. Uh, da, 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 da. Did you know you out. don't turn around and you don't. Yeah, yeah. In like, so many words, yeah. I was just yeah. like, all right, word. I said, uh, for the simple fact that you got upset over this tells me that we are not the same kind of person musically. Have a good one, man. <laughs> I was like, you just made this choice really easy for me. Do we do, uh, do, we do elevator music on this? visual what do you do on this kind of thing <laughs> i don't know we're gonna figure it out but or, here's some elevator music or should i should i just do it right here <laughs> full on frontal <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you something. I want to ask you, you as, ask me, as, as, as a musician, right? Cover songs. What is your take on them? And how do you think a cover song should be? Do you think that you should, when you do a cover song, do you think it should be like the song? Do you think it should just be like the song? Or do you think that you should take your own take on that song and make it your song even though someone else wrote it they get the credit and everything but it's like dude i love this song i mean and you can go both ways too because like fucking surrender i wouldn't change a fucking thing and i would love to play surrender you know but how do you make surrender better you know you probably could but um why 
and it'd be fun to play. Or there's other songs that you just love and you go, but this is what I would do. You know, what's your take on that? Or do you go, it just depends on the moment. It really does, doesn't it? I think it's not even a depends on the moment. I think it, it depends on the band and the band you're covering. So for instance, um, if the fill-ins uh, decided to cover a song from The Cure, let's say. Right. Good, good great band you, to cover, too. You, you, <laughs> would, you would expect a fill-ins version of this Cure song. You wouldn't expect a heavy, heavy, maybe some, but not a heavy amount of synthesizers, more of a guitar-driven thing. Mm-hmm. Even if the song was primarily synth, we're probably translating it to guitar, maybe one synth in the background to kind of give it the flavor we're looking for, but we're a rock band, so we're going to have the guitars forward. Kind of like Dinosaur Jr. with Just Like Heaven, right? When there you go. Co- yeah, both. The great, great cover, too, dude. I think that is like one of the greatest covers of all time, man. It's like. However, whatever. if the fill ins were to cover Thin Lizzy, mm-hmm. I would want to cover it to the best of my ability, not as a one to one, but mm-hmm. as a this could have been a performance by Thin Lizzy. Not trying to oh, okay. mimic the recorded version, but this could have been a performance by them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's uh, the way I look at it. So you know, if, if there's a you know new wavy band that's you know doing a punk cover, you know, well you got to expect that you know to kind of have a little bit more of a cure blondie feel to it, you know. But if you know this this you know modern pop new wave band is going to cover Depeche Mode. I better hear some fucking samples that sound exactly like that Depeche Mode song. What if you don't, and it's still really good? Is it cool? Yeah, there there have been exceptions. Uh, the main exceptions I can think of would be stuff like off the uh, We're a Happy Family Ramones tribute record. Mm-hmm. Um, with that one, it kind of went with what you were saying. Take the style of the band and then make it to where they wrote that Ramones song. So, like, the yeah. Rancid did Sheena's a punk rocker. They morphed that song to where it sounds like Rancid wrote the song. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. In, in some cases, it works. I think uh, um, Tom Yorn, I think, uh, did a song on there. And he's just, you know, mainly just singer-songwriter guy. So, it's acoustic. It sounded good. So, yeah, I, I guess it really depends on the mood in the band. But I guess just my general overarching umbrella is if it's within similar genre... I would like it to sound like it could have been a performance by that band. If it's a genre bend, I want to hear it in the genre of the band that's covering it. The way I always look at it is is if I'm doing a cover, it's, well, I'm doing it. So it's got to be me over the actual person. And there's so many times that you shouldn't even touch it. You know, like any Iggy Pop song or New York Dolls song. <laughs> no, I think those songs can be covered. The Dolls? Nah, I don't think like I don't think you can touch the Dolls. No one can play like the Dolls can. <laughs> no one can. Everybody's got too much time. <laughs> <laughs> but you I know love, what? That's what love, made it good. Yes, I agree, dude. I'm a fucking huge New York Dolls fan, dude. I love the Dolls, dude. I love that whole fucking um, New York City 
early 70s i mean i don't care who it is dude it could be the talking heads it could be blondie you know even up to 90s with helmet and shit it's that new there's a new york fucking vibe tone thing that just goes through you you know It, it and it's there uh fucking ramones you know it's like sonic youth i mean even not a lot of great songs but what I mean, they what they did, Sonic Youth was very cool. I can't deny what they did, and their great songs are amazing. But uh, they just didn't have a lot of fucking great songs. A lot of artists would say they did, though, right? You know, because it's cool, and yeah. So I, would you I, say I, that I, your pursuit in a cover is actually pretty similar to mine? Because you were saying yeah, you have I to agree. make it you. Yeah, you I know, agree. But you are a grungy rock and roll guy. So, you know, if you're picking a song that doesn't really, you know, sound real grungy, you're going to grunge it up. But if you're picking another grunge song to cover. Though. Not necessarily, though. I mean, it. it I, I think it all depends on, on the moment, you know, and, and, the, and like you said, the band and what that band was trying to accomplish. Like we how like what you said with Thin Lizzy. I agree 100%. Yeah. You know, but, and that's, you know, you want to put your brain into that band, basically, is what you're thinking there. It's Mm -hmm. like, this is how I am going, you know, how Thin Lizzy is with me, you know. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I also think that it's great when a song is completely different, too. But that is a rarity because a lot of times that sucks <laughs> but yeah, sometimes I'll, it's really amazing i'm real hard pressed to find or think of a song that kind of rivals the original and it's like such a different sound if that makes sense uh, i would say uh fucking two good classics of originals that were like totally revamped and made incredible first off um Joe Cocker on the Beatles, you know, the uh with a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker fucking fucking nailed that fucking thing and made it I think it uh, he actually made it better. And Johnny Cash with uh um uh nine inch nails dirt, you know. R- hurt, really? Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that he I think he totally made that song. And he, even Trent does. Even cuz Trent didn't want him to even touch it. And he did. And he said, wow, he fucking crushed me on that. That was amazing. You, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny by you saying that. I actually dislike that version even more now. Or, or John, dislike John, that song Johnny, even more now. Johnny Cash's version? Johnny Cash's version and the original. I never liked the original, but hearing yeah, that actually liked, made I, me dislike. I never liked the original either, but when Johnny did it, I, I liked it. I thought, wow, this is really cool. But no, hearing feel, that, though, actually him. made me dislike the song even more. Yeah, well, because just, what a pretentious asshole to tell Johnny fucking Cash, "Don't touch my song." Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Well, he no, didn't. But he, actually, he, I but don't think he told him not to. He just didn't want it to happen. You know, because I don't care. That that yeah, same sentiment he, to me. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It is the same sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Don't want well, you to slash don't. Dude, Trent Reznor is kind of a fucking dick, though. I mean, he you kind of expect that shit from him. He had like this huge fucking ego that I don't know where it came from. I don't get it. 
<clears throat> no, but, but it's it's funny because Ramones seem to wind up being that one band that I can think of where you know folks take something, flip it on its head, and it still sounds good. Yeah, uh, that's oh, one yeah. of the, that's I think that's one of the few universal bands that's like you know you could you know, t- take a band like The Network, which was Green Day in disguise. Yeah, um, they covered Teenagers from Mars from the Misfits and made right. it a techno song. Yeah. And that was cool as hell. And you know, it, it just it was like a you know, it works for that. And then acoustic Ramon stuff, that works all day. I don't know. It just it, well, the, look the, at the covers thing is so tough because th- there are moments when I really appreciate a cover, and then there are other times I hate the idea of a cover at all. Yeah. I look at Devo. With uh, fucking, um, I can't get no satisfaction. You know that was completely different from the song. Yeah, really good, really good though. Is it better? No, but is it is it cool? Yeah, you know. I mean, what world would we live in if that song, if Devo never covered that song? You know. Yeah, I feel like my life would be not that different. Uh, You know, (laughs) I like Devo and all. <laughs> and the thing is, is I and to preface the uh, the hurt hate, um, I am not in that group of American Johnny Cash haters because there is a big subsect of fans that just do not like those uh, albums, the American albums. They're just like you know, oh, Amer- it's got yeah. this gothic, you know, Johnny Cash. You know, this is too morose and sad for him. You know, yada yada yada. I love gothic Johnny Cash. Dude. I do too. I, <laughs> I dig I, it. I, so probably my favorite Johnny Cash is the gothic shit, dude. I, I love it. that because he, you can hear in his voice. You can, you know, I don't care what you say about Johnny, dude. He was fucking. He he was when he sang. You could feel the shit. Yeah, I mean, he's got a ton of crap songs too, but he's got a ton of great songs. I love Johnny, dude. And uh, and on those American records, <laughs> it was funny talking through all this stuff has actually made me remember Johnny Cash holds the title for a cover song being better than the original because I hate the original, but I love the Johnny Cash version. I think it's Rusty on Cage. Um, no, uh, what is it? I think it's on three. I think it's on American three. Um, uh, solitary man. Oh yeah. <clears throat> That's a hymn song. Yeah. I listened yeah. to the hymn version and I hate it. Oh my god, do I despise that version? The Johnny Cash one, where it's just those two or three acoustics layered with that kind of morose mm-hmm. voice. Oh my god, mm-hmm. completely different vibe, completely different tone, and it fits so well. Mm-hmm. The acoustic is kind of underrated guitar too, by the way. I mean, especially in our genre, you know. I, I definitely agree because um, I remember There's a, a producer cool looking shit. at me we, sideways for wanting to put acoustic guitar underlayments on a hard rock song. Oh yeah, dude, the acoustic under under fucking electric is great, dude. It's just a oh fucking, yeah. Oh, but no, no, don't do that. Let's put keyboard there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whoa, fuck that, dude. No, no, let with the, this guy, let it was. Let's not layer, put that dude. there. Let's just put a heavier solo there. Uh, what the fuck that that yeah. was that guy <laughs> see i'm all for like 
anything acoustic, cellos, fucking violins. That shit is fucking. It sounds so good. It always has sounded so good. It's the fucking first shit we had. It's still there because it's great. So, well, what about the bands that do uh, like special acoustic nights or like the symphony shows, like Metallica with the S and M? Um, Kiss also did the yeah, Alive like Melbourne it. Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, you know, I, shit like I, that. I I think that's something that should happen. I definitely do. I, I Metallica's was great, dude. Um, I I don't think I heard the Kisses one, but I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure the Kiss one's okay. It was set up cool. Uh, They set it up into three acts. Uh, The first act was just a traditional show. They did like six songs that way. Small intermission, then they come out with like a small orchestra with acoustics, Mm -hmm. do another five or six song set like that. One more intermission, they come out with the electrics and a bigger orchestra and basically play the Destroyer record front to back with the orchestra and everything. See, that would be a good album to do with the orchestra well they did it it's out there yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty I'm good it's, just it's saying got, they did a good job good job it, it's, 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 good, it's good a, call with the destroyer album as, there as as a kiss fan i, I give it a solid four out of ten <laughs> i would kind of expect that too not out of you but out of you know how i would you know uh, no i, would think I, I can they did I'm but, able to look at Kiss objectively. <laughs> okay, that's good. What about Metallica? What did you think of their version with the orchestra? I would give that like an 8 out of 10. I thought it was fantastic, even though I don't really... I'm not a Metallica fan. They have some great, great fucking songs and great riffs. If I have you to know? be honest, isn't a lot of that stuff like load and reload material? I think so. I, I don't really remember it that much. It was like in because 2000 it, fucking... If that's the case, two, then it early, makes sense. If that's the case, then it makes sense because I think I've listened to that album once. Okay. So you <laughs> so you probably like the Kiss one better because you know it better. Yeah. If, if I was a fan of the Load and Reload Metallica records, I would probably enjoy S&M a little more. It's just the... To me, uh, it, now this could be a discussion. To me, load and reload is the pinnacle of the bottom tier Metallica. I would even put Saint I, Anger above load and reload. Oh, I don't know about that, but um, I really can't be a a serious judge on Metallica because I don't listen to metallica you know i just metallica me and that when metallica came out and it when in my youth where i was at wasn't what i wanted you know it was like a different time a different and it wasn't the sound it wasn't anything that did not (laughs) appeal to me you know it did not appeal, so I just you know it's. But the, I a lot of their riffs and shit. I'm like, wow, that's cool. That's fucking cool. I'm just not a James Hatfield fan, dude. That's just what it is. And, and Sorry, see, and, guys. Sorry. And, <laughs> and and the riffage is the reason why I did not like Load and Reload. Is like they were trying way too hard to do like Southern blues rock with like Metallica tone, yeah. and it just it. It just sounded lazy. It was a boring double yeah. record. Well, yeah. if you're going to go blues, never go southern blues. Go northern blues, dude. <laughs> and and, nor- northern blues is fucking awesome. Chicago blues and shit is great. 
Oh, yeah. And, and the reason I even put St. Anger above those two records is, yes, St. Anger is not a good one either. I'm not sitting here singing its praises. Oh, However, no. if we did fix Lars's snare tone and we added a couple little solos on there, we would be talking about a completely different record. <laughs> Possibly. It, it's the lack of solos, the production, and Lars's snare it's like we were talking about earlier, how a vocalist can ruin a band. That snare and that yeah. tone on that whole record just ruins I, it. I actually think Lars is probably the worst member of Natalica. And I, I'm a guy who believes that the drummer is probably your most important member of the band. You know, I just did. I've never, ever thought he was a good drummer. He's does really cool shit every once in a while. But for the most part, he's just like, Take, 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 take. You know, it's like you can have anything doing that. I, I, I yeah, I guess Lars bugs me, dude. And he, and just when he opens his mouth, it bugs me too. Do you think that's the root of it? What do you mean the root of it? Do you think that's the fucking what causes all the problems? Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I kind of do. For most fans, yeah. I kind. Oh, I think it's for them because you're not the only because <laughs> see, here's the thing you're not the only the fans, person you're I not the only person I, to say that Lars is not a good drummer you, that, I that's not is. well I'm I just saying I'm, really good drummers, you're not the first dude. person to say that but at the same time if Lars is not and, and again this is not coming from Metallica fanboy I'm not sticking up for Lars I'm doing devil's advocate if Lars isn't a good drummer how is one Metallica one of the most influential metal bands ever I don't know dude and that's know. why, How? and that's why I'm saying I think that a lot of people are conflating the uh, aggravating, annoying. You want to just pop his little pimple head when you hear him talk about his new walk and roll record. I think that taints classic Lars. I'm not talking about current Lars. Current yeah. Lars genuinely does suck, but classic Lars. Those I just first, think- like all the way up to Black Album. Yeah, Lars all the way up to that. He actually was a good drummer. He's not now. But like I feel like that kind of tainted the idea of him that he's not I, good now and I, every time he talks you want to suck him in the face. I've never liked him as a drummer. I think he goes to the double double bass way too fucking just to, I think he's really good at it though. I think he's a really good double bass player, but I think that's his fucking go-to. It's like, you know, and he doesn't he never creates he don't create a groove, dude. It's the the dudes in the band that create a groove over a drum machine. It's you yeah. know, you know, they're those guys are creating the dro- groove. He could create. I mean, if you listen to Inner Sandman, dude. If you if you listen, go to YouTube and just Google fucking you know great drummers on that song. You know, there are so many people that cover that song. Just fucking, it's so much better because the drums. Would you say that it's maybe they're the overplaying it though? No, I just think it's better done. I just don't think Lars is that good. He just like is a one two one two one two da 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 one two one two da 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 da. You know, I I don't think he's that good. I mean, he's good at what he does, but what well, do you he like does, the Ramones? Oh yeah, I love the Ramones, but there's a you difference. You see where I'm there. going? Yes, I do. But there's a fucking difference, dude. But is Marky and is Tommy a good drummer? Um. As far as timing goes, yeah, it's great. And they do uh yeah. I yeah, he, he's a good drummer. 
So, and would you consider? Because because they do a lot of fucking eat, um, fucking um, a lot of their stuff is based on their rhythm. That's mm-hmm. what makes the Ramones good. The, you know, bass but, and drums but it's, are fucking. But would solid, you say dude. that maybe it's the guitar and Joey's voice that's creating the rhythm? No, where they're kind of playing over that ba- robotic drum that machine. Ba- that bass and drum is creating the rhythm, and they yeah, are but, but the drum the is very robotic. It. Yeah, they're, but that's fine. That's your rhythm. That's your fucking dude they're all robotic yeah. <laughs> a, so so, no, so would you no, say that's maybe no more of a problem of someone like jason newstead that caused it, the band to not have that groove uh, um I, because if we're expecting the i mean if we're not gonna get on lars for doing a one two one two while the ramones are doing a one two three four the entire time okay how many, if the separation how many, is the bassist look at how long the ramones were doing it with different players and then you look at metallica and then it's that's okay. The Ramon, the room, the Ramones, <laughs> the Ramones have their recipe and they cook the turkey the same fucking way. That's mm. what they do. They're the Ramones. Metallica tries to fucking adapt and think and do this shit that they're not equipped to do. They should be the Ramones. They should fucking uh, been fucking from Ride the Lightning on, dude, you know? But there's... I mean, and, and, hey, that's awesome. Be musicians. Expand your mind. Go, go. Expand I, I get that. your mind, I, no, man. Yeah, dude. I totally understand that. You just, you don't just sit here in a box. You know, that's not what I'm saying, but it works for some people. Metallica? I think would have been bigger if they just w- fucking sat in that box like the Ramones did, you know, instead so, of overthinking everything. So all of this is literally me just trying to pick your brain and figure I, out the, which which just, way you go because I'm dude, trying I change to fi- on the drop of a dime though, dude. Oh, oh, I, know, like, oh I know. I'm trying, I'll, I'll I'm trying to figure myself. it out. I'm trying. To, well, so so this is where I'm at. This is so if I'm looking at my my Dave checklist on what makes a good musician. I've got like a bunch of X's and check marks. So it's like Lars Ulrich X too simple. Marky not, slash Tommy Ramone too simple. Check mark. <laughs> not not too not too simple. Overthinker and just doesn't fucking and lazy. I think he's fucking lazy. I think Lars is lazy. I think. Well, he is he an overthinker or is he lazy, Dave? Which is it? <laughs> well, dude, you can overthink something just sitting in a chair like this. I'm overthinking this conversation right now, Alex. I mean, I'm completely overthinking what I'm doing. But I, <laughs> I am dude. not. I am. I, you know, you can't say I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, also no, very true. It's two different things. It's. I mean. Yeah, that might not. Yeah, have, yeah. I, I said that. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, though. But, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. But no, so, so it's like I'm just looking at. I'm just like you know Lars X, Tommy Markey checkmark, uh, Gene Simmons X. I'm just trying to figure out the correlation <laughs> between the I checks is, and X's. Just who I think is cool, dude. <laughs> that's all it is, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Because you're right; they're very much the same, but. Um, <laughs> But if you tell Lars you're the same as this, he's going to fucking flip his boat. So, now you got to think. I'm sorry. Well, I think I that's right? the most Southern thing I've ever heard you say, even the way you said it. He's going to flip, flip, flip his boat. Flip his boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, 
Dude, if you're if you're on a kayak in in the Pacific Northwest in the Puget Sound and you you flip your boat, it's fucking sucks, dude. You got to get it back up. <laughs> and if you're on a fucking up. rowboat, you're toast. So it's not <laughs> but I accept it because I was in the South. <laughs> well, we we were talking about earlier, um, talking about like our favorite releases of this year, oh, and. Yeah. I, I kind of quit making my list because I quickly realized that like even though there was a decent amount of records that came out this year, not a lot of them hit like my favorites list. No, I know that's what I'm saying too. I agree, yeah. but I mean like I mean there were a lot of fucking releases this year. Mm-hmm. I mean like from bands like Pretenders, you know Pretenders put out an album. That's I actually didn't know that. Awesome, yeah, it's not bad. But it's not good, you know? Iggy Pop put out an album. He always does. He's just fucking putting out albums all the time. So, you know, so no surprise there. And that's also the thing is there's a handful of things that got released over the last couple months that, like, I just have not put my ears to yet. So I was also sitting your ground like, well, yeah. maybe, maybe we need to uh, hold off on that one until um, <laughs> another episode when I can actually get a chance because I still yeah. need to listen to the Dolly record. That came out recently. Oh, yeah, right? Dolly. Mm-hmm. There's um, some new shit, too, like Dualika or well, I don't know these people's names, but I got to like look, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and my daughter plays some shit. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That sounds cool. Oh, it's blah, blah, blah. You know, this well, album just came out. I got, okay, well, what album is that? You know, oh, no, nah, I can't put that on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a mild spoiler, unless something I hear over the next week or two winds up knocking it off its pedestal, and we'll talk about it some now, just so we don't have to talk about it as much next week, the Dwarves' new record? Fucking amazing. Really? Holy really? shit. When is that supposed to release? It's out now. It is out now. It is well, out now. Well, that's 2023. Yes. And that's why I said, unless something else, you know, comes across my ears right. in the next few weeks, that's probably going to be my number one. Man, that record, it's not perfect front to back. No Dwarves record is. There's always this couple skippables. But the ones that aren't skippable are way stronger than their last couple releases like this this one feels like a holy shit the dwarves are actually back doing some shit again So the record is the Dwarves concept record, and the reason I am really digging in this hard is they've kind of messed around with different genres and stuff in the past, and they don't do too much genre bending on this record. But what they did do was buy a fucking synthesizer, (laughs) and they use that bitch so much on this record. Oh, my God. 
You do mean they to use tell it well? Me. Because that intro was fantastic. Oh, they use and it, it so well, The way well, it dude. went into that first song was really cool. I would have cut it a little tighter, though, just bam, right into it, you know, yeah. and not a pause. Would have no, been great. But. There, there are so many songs that they use that. It sounds like just a classic Moog synthesizer. Yeah, there are so many songs that implement that so well. It's like sometimes it's the hook of the song. Sometimes it's just an underlayment to the guitar riff, you know, but they, they really play with it on some stuff. I mean, I really can't say enough against it. Like all I, 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 I really like to say is the songs to skip. <laughs> in my opinion, the only songs to skip um, would be do 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 do. Oh yeah, that song sucks. Yeah, that do, that one's do, horrible. Do 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 do. Uh, there's a song called Lean near the end of the record that's kind of just like a noise song and then um, 16 is another one near the end of the uh, record that just and just it plods it's not it doesn't really go anywhere it's just it kind of right. stays on this one main riff over and over and it's just kind of um, one two well, one two one two one that, two that can be cool but I mean I mean, there's some great songs that just stayed on that riff, but yeah, and, and there but, and there's another weird one that know. does stay on that riff. Uh, there's one and called "Do It All the Time." It stays on this one riff the entire song, and it's kind of like this, almost like downtrodden hip hop song, almost where it just it almost sounds like an evil hip hop song. Is <laughs> it's really it? odd. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's called uh, "Do It All the Time." <laughs> got like an Elvis Costello fucking uh, pump it up vibe to it that dun, 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 you know but it's it's with sanded down with vinegar or something it's not <laughs> it's not you know what I'm saying it's not that it doesn't sound like that but it's you feel that vibe mm-hmm. it's that's good I dig that. No, so um, favorite songs, definitely. This isn't even the what the fuck are we listening to. I just want to show a lot of love to this record because it's fucking amazing. But uh, favorite tracks, definitely check out the second song, Feeling Great. Um, Terrorist of Love, they've got a music video for that. Uh, one of their classic bass players, uh, Sergeant Salt Peter, is back, uh, and he plays in that video. Um, let's see... Nobody in Me is really cool. It's kind of like a, um, y- you would just imagine the singer Black just like writing this, driving at like three o'clock in the morning on like an empty highway. That so kind of shit. You, let me interrupt you really quick. You fucking picked the songs on the albums too? Because I just fucking picked the fucking top five albums. I didn't, I'm not going. <laughs> no, through, no, no. I'm not doing like album. that. I'm only saying all this for this one specific record because oh, okay, this is the okay, only okay, one okay. I'm talking about tonight. All we'll right, we'll rank right. records on another episode. Right, cool, I'm just cool. showing a lot of love to this cool. record because I love it. All right. All right. Dude, <laughs> but yeah. what, I just, what I just played, I loved. So. Yeah, and that's a fun one. I wouldn't say that's a must-listen. That's a grower for most yeah. people. Okay. Um, but another really fantastic one, uh, We Will Dare, I played that for you. Uh, that okay. was the one with the weird music video. That's on this record. Uh, yeah. Um, one that surprised the fuck out of me with how good it was. Second to the last track on this record, Stab My Dad. It's like a minute long. Oh, it's a great name for a song. <laughs> it sounds like early Sugar Fix. 
Oh, really? It sounds like their early garage shit. Like What's it. it Stab my dad. Yes, yeah, the second to the last song. It. I, I heard it. It blew me the fuck away. They hadn't sounded like this in forever. It reminds me of a lot of the fucking early Sex Pistols shit, you know, and stuff. But it reminds me a lot of the fucking early shit that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Your first albums. Because it also is very super suckery sub pop. Yep. I like it. They're all in that whole little circle together. I like it. So, yeah. So, unless something else comes out uh, between (laughs) now and next week that catches my attention, this this record is probably going to be my number one. But I'll I'll probably dig up a little bit more info on the record and share it next week. But I just wanted to show a little love to that. I, well, before my, we dig on in and discuss about what the fuck we've been listening to, you got anything else you want to talk about? Well, we're going to do our five albums, and you just did one. So, <laughs> would you fuck, fuck you, Dave, with your five albums? You no! Know, I'm but, just going to do one, and we're going to end, end the show. Well, no, because... I, so, at the very beginning of that conversation, I was saying that I stopped making a list because there wasn't a lot that I did like and that there was a lot I needed to still listen to and that we would talk about that on the next episode. However, since this just came out, I Uh, wanted to talk about it a little bit. uh, I said that at the top. uh, (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) It's okay. You may have interrupted a time or two and didn't hear me. Uh, All right. All right, that's that's Alex's show for you tonight. Ah, no, that's why I asked yeah. you. <laughs> that's why I asked you if there was something else you wanted to bring up. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm good. I'm good. I was. I had. I had five albums to pick, but that's cool. Well, you know, we'll call it an episode. That's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we'll, we'll ride your we'll ride your fucking salty pony pony my salty pony your salty pony we'll ride that fucking thing to the bank boom, well boom, then boom. well then let's just do this i'm gonna turn the microphone over to dave and you go ahead and share your five records all right well my five records and 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 debate me on these alex okay if you can but and they're not in order by any any means but i mean foo fighters put out an album that fucking mm-hmm. it's I, I personally i think their last album was better but i mean it's good i don't here's the thing i don't think anybody put out a really great album this year <laughs> i can't find one dude you know but mm-hmm. the but the best ones i could find you know that i thought they did good was the foo fighters with okay. uh what was that album uh but here we are. Yes. You know, and I don't think it was that great, but it was good. Yeah, Sonic ret- Youth. What? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just in retrospect, um, I think I still only like that one song from that record, um, Getting Over It or something like that. I forget what I it's called. I love how it's recorded. I love the sound. Mm-hmm. I love the guitar tones. I love the vocal tones. I love, I love the recording of it. I love a lot of the songs too, but ah there's dude if they were fantastic songs sounding the way they recorded it it would be amazing yeah it's pretty good though it's there's a lot of good songs on it it's pretty good but eh. my number two sonic youth live in brooklyn 
fucking amazing sounding. It's sound. It's so great. I mean, even the crowd sounds great. It's like, what a great sounding crowd, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's EQ'd so fucking amazing, dude. It's like every fucking guitar note, everything is, is awesome. And it's not pop. You know, it's, this is alternative shit. So if you don't like that, don't listen to it because you're not going to like it. It's <laughs> noted. It's, good. it's not, it's not one, two, three, four, buckle your whatever you got that rhymes with four. <laughs> Actually, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I was going to say, right. I don't know, but that sounds a lot like the music you listen to. No, number three. That sounds like a Weezer song. <laughs> <laughs> number three is mud honey with uh plastic eternity because that fucking album rocks from start to finish there's not a bad song on it it's awesome and we did talk uh, about that uh earlier yeah, we this did. year yeah i think it was our first or second or third episode maybe mm-hmm. fourth or fifth <laughs> maybe <laughs> this might be our sixth <laughs> <laughs> who knows uh four wine lips live on audio tree hmm I don't think this is an album, though. I think it's just fucking a stream. I believe so, because I've seen a few Audio Tree records before, and yeah. I think it's just streaming stuff. Yeah, it's good, though. They're, it's it's really good. They fucking are tight. They played great. And these guys are fucking amazing, dude. They're, like, just fucking... They're, they're punks, but it's like that fucking 70s New York with a fucking top hat it's really <laughs> it's really good with a they top are hat. yeah they are fucking great dude they are so good the singer guitar player guy's got a big old fucking mustache and shit mm. he's he's fucking great dude they're a canadian band I don't, I don't know much about them i'm trying to find out more about them and stuff but yeah i have no idea dude but i love what they're doing dude it sounds really fucking good it's all like that early tube amp sound and the it's it's really good shit dude it's good shit how, how does that go again? <laughs> yeah. I could plug in an amp. Uh, <laughs> five. Fuck. This this was hard because there's a lot of good albums, but and I hate the dude, but the the band sounds good and the vocals on this album are horrible. But the album's good. If you just don't listen to the fucking vocals, if you listen to the music and think, I want to write lyrics over this shit. It's that new fucking Queens of the Stone Age album. Fucking, uh, what is it? Times Font Roman or something like that? I don't know. I'm not called. sure. I didn't. E- I actually it's, didn't even know they put out a new record. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's great, except for fucking homie singing, dude. It's bad, <laughs> you know. But I never liked that dude singing. Uh, actually, that guy's a piece of shit too. But yeah, but the band, fucking amazing, dude. They're the fucking shit they're writing is amazing, and I know homie's writing it a lot of it. But the homie or homie, homie. Okay, like like you're my homie. Okay, homie. so I thought it was, I thought it was always Josh Homie. Oh well, uh, I was listening to fucking that fucking audio book by. 
uh, what's his face from the screaming trees, dude, Mark Lanigan, mm-hmm. you know, and they, he, they brought in Josh Homie and that's how he pronounced it. And they became best friends. So I just, oh, assume, I mean, I'll, I'll I just take, I'll take that, that, I'll take that over anything else because uh, <laughs> no. a lot of people say, uh, Ace Freely instead of Ace Fraley. So mm. I say Freely. That one's wrong. <laughs> it is Freely. He's always going to be Freely. <laughs> it's friendly people boom All right. <laughs> that's it let's go i gotta i gotta go fucking masturbate <laughs> let's go. all right well there's dave's salty horse train moment <laughs> everybody does it if you say you don't do it you're a fucking little weird god freak <laughs> dave's like you want salty i'll show you salty <laughs> <laughs> not here kids you got to pay for that shit. <laughs> you got to pay big. <laughs> well, I think that may have even covered the what the fuck are we listening to this week. Because <laughs> I've been listening to a whole bunch of that and Dave's been listening to those five records. <laughs> yeah, I have. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, don't be like Dave and you should sign up for our Discord. He's the links in that episode description, all that good stuff. And in the video description now, I get to say video description. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Oh shit. I know what we have to do now. I never thought I would have to say this. Right. So, guys, if you like this video, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe if you like it, and hit that bell to get notifications for when any time a new video drops. Ah, fuck, I've turned into one of them. Well, yeah. You're Lucy, dude. I'm Charlie Brown, and you're Lucy, and you're going to pull the fucking football out. What's going to happen? <laughs> what football did I pull? <laughs> The people listening will know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, sign up for the Discord, subscribe to the YouTube page, do all that fun shit. If you want a t-shirt, we got a t-shirt. I didn't do a Black Friday sale because no one's fucking discounting shit from me. (laughs) So, What's our t-shirt? We've got a Something Good For You t-shirt, logo t-shirt. Really? Yep. With uh, the Something Good Network emblazoned on the back. Oh, dude, I'd rock that shit if I had one. And uh, I think I sent you a Facebook. I know. I sent you a Facebook message with a bunch of proposed uh, merch oh, ideas. Oh, yeah. I, see, that's the thing. Well, because I know you have an Android and photos come in sh- weird for you, so. No, I just don't fucking pay attention to shit that if you got to call me to let me know what's going on or I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't fucking watch that. I don't go on Facebook. I, I think the audience is well aware that you don't know what's going on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Alex does, though. Fucking thank God he's on our side, right? (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, Are we? Are we, Dad? Are we winning? Are we winning yet? (laughs) Yeah, our team's the best, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, guys, so do all the things. uh, That's funny shit. It is. And, And I'll mention this now. Um... I think this is the first time publicly I've mentioned this, and, and Dave would know this if he checked his Facebook, but I'm going to tell him now, and I'll also tell the audience now at the same time, before Christmas rolls around, we will have 
something good network for something good for you this fucking guy and i'll probably make a crypto conspiracy cult one drinking glasses oh fun yeah beer glasses buddy I gotta listen to that cryptic show, dude. <laughs> I think you dig it. I think you dig the cryptic I'm conspiracy sure cult. I'm sure I would, dude. I'm sure I would. I'd probably want to be on it instantly, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Can I talk to you guys? Yeah, come on, man. Let me on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I know they'd love to so have fun. you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway, until next time, guys, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.